Do you, at the present time, have any knowledge of the whereabouts of a Mr. Jack Burton? Or his truck? Oh, God, will you leave him alone? Mr. Shen, please. You can be in a great deal of trouble. Half a city block explodes in a ball of green flame. Green flame! I mean, all hell is breaking loose out there. And there are people who say that you're involved. That you might be responsible. That you're a very dangerous man. Now, if you're protecting Jack Burton, will you leave Jack Burton alone? We are in his debt. He showed great courage. Hey, everybody. Welcome back here to Cinema Fantastique, right here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. And if you couldn't tell by that introduction, uh, today's film I'm going, to be, I'm going to be discussing is the 1986 cult classic, Big Trouble in Little China, starring, and I am very comfortable and confident to admit this, starring my personal man crush, Kurt Russell. So before we jump into the film, let me just tell you why I love Kurt Russell. Uh, you know, you could say this guy has had some very iconic roles throughout his career, uh, an action star, um, just, you know, the charisma that he has. But I think when I was young and I used to watch uh, on ABC, I used to watch The Wonderful World of Disney, uh, I was I was captivated by the Medfield College trilogy, also known as the Dexter Riley trilogy. Uh, the films, the computer wore tennis shoes, now you can see him, now you don't, and The Strongest Man in the World, starring Kurt Russell, a young Kurt Russell as Dexter Riley. Um, I mean, I was just captivated by him. Um, I thought he was so funny, so cool. Like, he would be the type of guy, you know, that I imagined as, you know, a seven-year-old that, you know, one of these days when I get to college, I want to hang out with Dexter Riley. Um, he just seemed like a really, really great guy. So, years go by. You know, he's starring in films, and uh, he's starting to kind of make a name for himself in 1981. He partners up with John Carpenter and does Escape from New York. 1982, he partners up with John Carpenter, and he does The Thing. Does a couple other movies, and then John Carpenter is uh, handed the reins to a film called Big Trouble in Little China. They got to cast the lead role of Jack Burton. Now, interesting thing about that, you know, uh, I didn't realize this at the time, but... Eddie Murphy's movie, The Golden Child, which, if you kind of look at it, is a little similar to Big Trouble in Little China, was coming out, at, was scheduled to come out right around the same time. So the studios really wanted to get Big Trouble in Little China out first. So that's why they actually handed the reins over to John Carpenter. They knew that John Carpenter is sort of, I don't want to say a no-frills kind of director, but, you know, he's a guy, you know, if you have a deadline... He's, he's, he's like a minimalist, you know, minimal number of shots, um, you know, he's going to get your film in on time, and they really, really wanted to get this film out before The Golden Child, um, so they hand it over to John Carpenter. Now, for the role of Jack Burton, you know, they, they, they figured, okay, Golden Child, Eddie Murphy, I mean, Eddie Murphy at this time, you know, 86, 87, I mean, guy's a household name. So they're like, we, we need a really big star to sort of take over this role of Jack Burton. So they were originally looking at, believe it or not, they were originally looking at Clint Eastwood, which, if you've seen Big Trouble in Little China, can you see Clint Eastwood as Jack Burton? Yeah, the answer is no. And I mean, and I love Clint Eastwood, don't get me wrong. Uh, they were also considering Jack Nicholson. Now, both of these guys were really, they were busy, so they were unable to do it. Thank God. And again, nothing against either one of those gentlemen. They're great actors. I love them. But they were like, you know what? This Kurt Russell guy, you know, he's starting to make a name for himself. He's a bit of an up-and-comer. 
He's worked with John Carpenter. Let's bring him in. They bring him in, and he takes a look at the script, and he's looking at the character of Jack Burton. He's like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about this guy. So he sits down with John Carpenter, and they talk about it. They talk about the character of Jack Burton, and Kurt Russell falls in love with Jack Burton. He's like, I got to play this guy. You know, um, he loved the fact that even though Jack is a hero, he's incredibly flawed. He's highly flawed. I mean, the guy's a blowhard. You see in the movie, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the guy's a blowhard. He's full of hot air. Um, he kind of messes up more than he saves the day, you know. And um, Kurt Russell is actually kind of quoted as saying what he liked about it is, is that Jack Burton felt that he was Indiana Jones, but never realized that he was in way over his head. But yet, like I did in that little prologue in the beginning, <laughs> um, you know, Jack Burton shows great courage. He may not be the greatest hero. He may not be the greatest fighter. He messes up, and we see it in the film that he messes up. I mean, there's the one fight scene where he knocks himself out. But the one thing we could say about Jack Burton, good old Jack Burton, he does have courage, you know, and that's, that's shown time and again in this film. Some other great characters in this film... His, well, I don't want to say sidekick, and I'll get to that in a minute, but his his friend there, his partner, Wang Chi. Now, one of these things, and, and you know, I've seen this movie many, many times. One of the things I always wondered was, man, I wonder what would happen if they got Jackie Chan in that role. Believe it or not, this role was actually offered to Jackie Chan, and he seriously considered it. But the thing is, prior to uh, 86... He had come uh, from Hong Kong. He had come over to uh, he had come over to the uh, United States. He did a couple of films. One of them with Danny Aiello called The Protector. Uh, the other one I think was called Showdown in Hollywood, I believe. Uh, he also had bit parts in, in, in both Cannonball Run films. I mean, it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. Hollywood was not ready yet for Jackie Chan. He figured, you know what? I came over here. Got up to the plate. I took my swings. You know what? Let me go back to Hong Kong. Let me focus on my career there. Maybe Hollywood's not for me. Maybe at a later time. We all know what happens with Jackie Chan. So Dennis Dunn. Dennis Dunn actually is does the role of Wang Chi. And um, when you know I saw him, I was like, man, I know I know this guy. I know I've seen him. He was uh, in the prior, 1985. He was in a film, a uh, smaller part he had, called Year of the Dragon, which is an awesome crime thriller that I will be discussing right here on Cinema Fantastique. Uh, they literally cast uh, Dennis Dunn like days before they were scheduled to shoot. Um, the good thing about that, or the good thing about getting Dennis Dunn is, you know, he's he's not a full-fledged martial artist. You know, he, he said that he kind of dabbles in martial arts, but he's also had Chinese opera house training. And part of that Chinese opera house training is, you know, getting a background in martial arts, um, dance, movement, things like that. And we can definitely see, you know, as Wang, I mean, he's a very graceful individual. Now, granted, there are a lot of special effects. There's wire work. Guys are jumping off of trampolines, this or that. But you know what? If you don't have grace and poise, even if you're bouncing off a trampoline or flying on a wire, if you're not graceful or poised, it's really going to look ridiculous. It's going to kind of look like that scene in, um, I forget which Austin Powers movie, when Fat Bastard did the wire fighting. You know, it's going to look like that. It's going to be a disaster. But uh, Dennis Dunn, with his his background, you know, his dabbling in the martial arts and uh, his Chinese opera training, uh, he really pulled it off. And, you know, I think... 
line for line, you know, he really matched well with Kurt Russell. Uh, you know, Kurt Russell being sort of the comic relief and um, Dennis Dunn sort of being the straight man. Another great character, Gracie Law. Now, the studios were like, they were set on this one. They were like, look, we want someone, you know, hip. We want someone young. We want, like, a rock star, a pop star. And, you know, in, in kind of doing a little prep work to talk about this film, no names were really kind of put up there. But I'm thinking, you know, the mid-'80s, who could have been around at that time? I don't know. Did they want did they want Joan Jett? Did they want Lita Ford? I, I don't know. I don't know. But they, they basically, they, they kind of figured spunky kind of character, you know, uh, we want someone with kind of, I guess, that rough exterior. So they, they were looking for like a rocker chick, basically. Uh, John Carpenter was like, no, 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 no. I want Kim Cattrall. And the studios were like, the one that stars in the Police Academy movies and, you know, wasn't she in Porky's and isn't she just kind of do these like boob comedies and he was like no 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 trust me Kim Cattrall Kim Cattrall you know in reading up on this movie Kim Cattrall bought into the role of Gracie Law she loved Gracie Law she was like look this is not your typical damsel in distress you know I'm not going to be crying for the hero and screaming and you know oh my god I have the vapors and passing out you know she Again, you know, she is really a good match against Jack Burton. Um, you know, she holds her own against him. And, you know, the one-liners that go back and forth between the two of them are some classic exchanges in dialogue. Um, you know, Kim Cattrall had later on said that, you know, she really loved Gracie Law because, you know, in that pairing of her and Jack, you know, Gracie was the brains, Jack was the brawn, for sure. So, um... You know, so they're they're like, okay, great, we got our cast, let's go. Now, when Kurt Russell signed on to play Jack Burton, uh, he started working out. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of months before shooting, he started hitting the weights, he started training, he got a little fight training in. <clears throat> excuse me again, and uh, he really prepped and really got ready for this role. And I think, again, looking back at Kurt Russell, I think this is something that he does. I think he's not going to take a role. If he doesn't be, believe in the character or buy into the character, you can't tell me after watching Escape from New York that this guy didn't buy into being Snake Plissken because anybody else could have done, you know, a caricature of Snake Plissken, you know, the tough guy, whatever. Kurt Russell takes over the role of Snake Plissken in Escape from New York and even in Escape from LA, he is Snake Plissken. You believe it. You buy into it because Kurt Russell believes it and buys into it. Again, look at some of the names they wanted to play Jack Burton. Clint Eastwood, Jack Nicholson, great actors. But would they have pulled off Jack Burton? No, there's just no way. There's only one person that's going to pull off Jack Burton, and that's Kurt Russell. Now, I know I've heard they want to do a remake, Dwayne Johnson. I get it. This is what we're doing nowadays, you know, we're rebooting, we're remaking stuff. Um, you know, I know my friends John and Alan over at Nerd and Me uh, on their latest Week in Geek, they, they talked about this a bit, and I could not agree with them more. First off, this is a classic film. You're not touching this film. Do not remake it. There is absolutely no need to remake it. I did a rewatch two days ago. It's the end of August 2018. I did a rewatch of this film from 1986. It still holds up today. Don't remake this film. 
That being said, why would studios listen to me? They're going to do this. The Rock is a hot property. I absolutely get that. I'm not sure if it was John or Alan who mentioned it, but you know their idea, and this is a great idea. That's fine. Remake it. The Rock is not Jack Burton. You are bringing back Kurt Russell as old man Jack. <laughs> you know, and uh, he's going to be Jack Burton. You know, in a in a supporting role, helping out whoever it is that The Rock is playing, going up against. You know, is it the resurrection of of Lopan? Whatever it may be. That's the way you got to do it. I love The Rock. Love him to death. Great guy. He's probably our only action star that we have nowadays. He's not Jack Burton. And it's a shame because, you know, Rock really mixes that action and humor very, very well. I believe just like Kurt Russell, maybe not as much as Kurt Russell, but I believe he really buys into his roles. He really gets into his characters. I have no problem with that. But... There's only one Jack Burton, and that's Kurt Russell. You know, it would be like when there was that petition to say, hey, you know, Carrie Fisher passed away. Let's get Meryl Streep to play Princess Leia. No, there's only one Princess Leia. I'm sorry. There's only one Jack Burton. You're just, you're just not replacing him. So if you're going to reboot this film or redo this film or reimagine it, whatever they want to call it, there's only one guy that's going to play Jack Burton, and you bring back Kurt Russell, and he's going to do it. Alrighty, so let's let's just talk about this film, um, directed by ja- uh, John Carpenter. So what do we, what do we know about John Carpenter? John Carpenter loves to score his own films with a little Casio synthesizer. I don't think he uses a little Casio synthesizer, but you know, you watch most of his films. You watch Halloween. You watch They Live. You watch Escape from New York. You hear sort of that synthesizer, that synth sort of music in the background, and you, and you get it right here in Big Trouble in Little China. Um, like I said, he's a minimalist, um, you know, minimal lighting, you know, minimal shots in a scene, loves using Steadicam, loves shooting in widescreen. He is a big proponent of widescreen. That's why this film is so awesome. You know, this is done in a classic John Carpenter style, you know, like I said, very simple scenes. Now, granted, you know, when they get into the underground part of, um, Chinatown in San Francisco, yeah, you know, things are looking a little complex down there. But if you really watch the way, you know, John Carpenter kind of like sets up scenes, he keeps things very, very simple. And I think that's what I love about this film. It's 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 a really, it's an action film, Chinese mysticism. It's sort of also John Carpenter's homage to, you know, those great, you know, B Kung Fu flicks that came out in the seventies, the stuff that I love to talk about on black belt theater. This is sort of his homage to it. And I think he really kind of captures the spirit of it. And he does a phenomenal job. And everybody in this film from, from uh, Kurt Russell all the way down, they are their roles. I mean, they're living it, they're doing it. They really, you know, they really make you believe they really make you believe that, if you went to San Francisco and you went to Chinatown, you know, and you found your way underground, are you going to find like David Lopan's lair? You know, you just might. You never know. You, you, you know, you never, never know out there. Um, gosh, I mean, what else can we say about this? I mean, this is a very influential film. It's influential in so many ways because, you know, you watch this film. Uh, Lopan, he is he is the main villain. A lot of people have said, 
you know, sort of his look and uh, the sorcery that he uses that they modeled Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat video game series. They modeled Shang Tsung after David Lopan, after Lopan. I absolutely believe it. You know, the look is kind of similar, um, almost sort of like the capturing of souls that Shang Tsung does in um, Mortal Kombat is there. Also talking about Mortal Kombat, you know, uh, David Lopan or Lopan has the three storms, uh, thunder, rain, and lightning. Lightning, come on, hello, that's Raiden. Shoots lightning, he's got the big straw hat. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't tell me, the guys that made Mortal Kombat, that Raiden is not an homage to the storms, to David Lopan, to Big Trouble in Little China. It, it absolutely is, and if they deny it, they're lying. Um, you know, there have been episodes of, uh, there was an episode of, and I forget which animated version, but there was an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, about, like, a ghost, a spirit in Chinatown, and I think the name obviously was not Lo Pan, but it was a very similar name. I mean, this 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 is stuff, you know, th- these this film has been paid tribute to you know you see its influence you know spreading out it's this is this is a cult classic and the thing of it is is when it came out this was a box office disaster um kind of looking at the facts and figures here cost 25 back then cost 25 million dollars to make box office was 11 million dollars i mean this was a bomb it was critically panned you know i don't think people got it uh and again doing a little prep work for this uh, discussion, even the studios didn't get it because John Carpenter's vision was, you know, Kurt Russell, he's a leading man. And when you're watching this film, the viewer's going to think, well, there's Jack Burton. He's our hero. John Carpenter was saying, Wang is the hero. You know, if you look, if you look at it all throughout, Wang is very heroic. I mean, he wins his fights. He doesn't get knocked out. He doesn't do stupid things. You know, he's the hero. He saves Jack on more occasions than Jack saves him. Um, You know, he's not Jack's sidekick. You know, he is the hero. And if you really, really think about it, Jack is the bumbling sidekick. Jack is the comic relief in this film. And that's the point that uh, John Carpenter was trying to get across, that... Jack Burton, you know, as brave as he is, and he will rush headlong into danger, you know, and that's why we love him, you know, in his heart, he is a hero, and that's what we're seeing on the screen, we're like, wow, what a hero, he's really the bumbling sidekick, he's the comic relief, but he's just such an awesome character, he's such a lovable character, and in the end, because of his actions, they do save the day. You know, he does save the day. So in the end, he does become the hero. But really, for most of this film, he's the comic relief. He's the sidekick. Um, the whole little prologue that I was, you know, trying to act out there in the beginning where, you know, we see uh, weeks after the events of the film, uh, Egg Shen is in a lawyer's office and, you know, he's pretty much asked to explain, hey, what happened there in Chinatown, exploding, you know, ball of green flame, where's Jack Burton? And that's where the whole, that's where he, um, John Carpenter, you know, because the studio was like, I, I, we don't get what you're doing here. Is, is he the hero? What's, what's going on here? He went back and he wrote that scene, that prologue scene where Egg Shen basically says, you leave Jack Burton alone, we are in his debt. He showed great courage, you know, and that's really the truth. And that's really what it is, is, you know, looking at it now, like watching it as a kid, 
I was fascinated with this film. You know, I saw things in it that I had never seen before in cinema. I did see some of the martial arts elements that I loved from watching, you know, Kung Fu theater, you know, as a kid growing up. I saw Kurt Russell, who I had seen earlier in The Thing, who I had seen in Escape from New York, who I just thought at that time, you know, sorry, Harrison Ford, but to me, Kurt Russell was the coolest guy out there. And... You know, I loved watching it as a kid. This was like an awesome, epic adventure for me. Watching it years later, you know, and and reading up on the film a little bit, yeah, I kind of agree that if you really think about it, it's, it's a hero's journey for Jack. He's not the hero at the beginning of the film. You know, if anything, the guy's a bumbling fool. Even you look at the opening scene where he's there, uh, making his deliveries, uh, you know, down there at the San Francisco pier. And, uh, he's there with his friend Wang and they're gambling. And then, uh, you know, he wins all that money. He's about to leave. Wang is like, you can't leave. I need money. My bride is coming, you know, double or nothing. I could split this bottle with this knife jack's like sure no problem uh you know wang goes ahead wang goes ahead does it misses the bottle flies jack catches it and you know it is pure luck even jack is surprised but he's quick with that line he's like it's all in the reflexes you know but he's thinking holy crap i almost got knocked in the head by a bottle um and that's the thing is you know He may not be a hero, but he has the heart of a hero. And this film, Big Trouble in Little China, shows that, you know, despite the fact that he really isn't that competent, he sticks it out, he gets there in the end, and he actually does become the hero in the end. And I think watching it all these years later and picking up on that, I think I enjoy the film even more. But, you know, from the sets to the fight choreography... Even with the cheesy special effects, the one-liners from everybody in this film, I mean, this is just a great film. Um, It's a very quotable film. You know what Jack Burton always says, and of course Thunder goes, who? Jack Burton. Me. Love it. Quotable film. It's a film I could watch again and again and again and again. And like I said, came out in 86. Here we are, 2018, talking about it. This film still holds up. It still stands the test of time. And yeah, I know. Hollywood is Hollywood. Remakes happen. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he is a hot property. He is a hot commodity. I absolutely get it. But I really do hope, in all seriousness, if they do reboot, re-image, reimagine this film, it's a continuation of the original story. Kurt Russell comes back as Jack Burton to help save the day. Alrighty, I really hope you enjoyed uh, me talking about Big Trouble in Little China right here on the Cinema Fantastique uh, little segment that we do here on Stuff You Don't Need to Know. Please keep it tuned here to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. I'm going to try to hit you up with some content, you know, a couple of times a week. Varied, varied topics. Uh, you know, hopefully it's stuff that you're interested in. So, don't forget, this show comes out on Anchor. We do have that call-in feature, so call in, let me know what you think, give me feedback, give me comments. Hey, I'm also on iTunes. Rate and review. Five-star reviews are appreciated, but please give me honest reviews. Let me know what you what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear in the future. Look for us on Instagram, stuff you don't need to know. I'm on Instagram. I post pictures uh, of the stuff that I talk about. Uh, hit me up there. Let me know. The Cinema Fantastique little uh, section that I do here. What films do you want me to talk about? Uh, 
you know, what other topics would you like me to talk about? Also, please check out www.brothersandarmchairs.com, all one word, and that's going to link you up to all of our podcasts. Stuff You Don't Need to Know, Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Defender of the Realm, and of course, Fat Guys in Little Coats. This is Jay, and I'll see you at the movies.